0: Welcome to the Wild Wellness Podcast, where wild means women into living their dreams. I'm Jenny Holbert, and in each episode, we'll explore natural health and wellness, outdoor adventures, training, self-discovery, and personal growth. I wanna inspire you to be the strong and healthy woman you really are, both on and off the trail. Because when wild women wake, mountains will move. Are you ready for an adventure? Hey there, it's Jenny, and this is episode number two of the Wild Wellness Podcast, and I am so grateful you're listening right now, especially if you are a runner, a cyclist, a triathlete. Or just someone who likes to get out there and push yourself physically. Because I know if that's you, that you could be training really hard, but not feeling like you're getting any better. Yet, if you're like me, you want to feel stronger, faster, and healthier every day. It's really tough when we feel like we've hit a wall, or we're not sure what to do to get to the next level, or that we're tiptoeing on the edge of burnout, and we don't want to tip the wrong way. So if that's the case, if this sounds like you, I think you'll really appreciate the message that I have for you on how to train healthier, not harder. I'm actually going to share three reasons why you may not be training as healthy as you want to be. And the first one is lack of sleep. Probably doesn't come as a surprise to you, right? When we sleep, we recover. And everyone needs a different amount of sleep to feel rested. You may even need a different amount of sleep depending on the kind of training you're doing. But research shows that the majority of humans need 7 to 8 hours of sleep per night for optimal health. It's not just my opinion. It's backed by decades of sleep research. So how did you sleep last night? If you didn't sleep well and you're not feeling rested, I want to share a few practices and tools that have been life-changing for me because I know exactly how it feels to not sleep well and how that can change everything. So the first practice is meditation. Now, this could look like prayer or journaling or some type of quiet time for you. It could be meditation. Practicing meditation is, for me, something that brings a sense of peace and physical and mental relaxation. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes it's hard for me to slow down. And I'll be honest, meditation is something that I've known could be really beneficial for my well-being for quite a long time, but it was one of those things that I just pushed off doing consistently and didn't really adopt as a habit until pretty recently. And the benefits have been truly life-changing. And actually, I've discovered a simple way to help me make it a habit. So if you have trouble incorporating this into your routine, try linking it to another bedtime ritual or another activity during your day of when you want to practice meditation. So for example, maybe right after you brush your teeth before bed, you always set up for meditation. Or right after you get out of the shower, you do your meditation, like not right after, you know, dry off and get dressed, but, or before you get in the shower, do your meditation. So for the best sleep possible, you also want to do something else beyond meditation. The next practice that I want to share is turning off electronics. So do you sleep with your phone in your bedroom? Or are you usually watching TV or browsing Instagram or on the computer before bed? The thing is, all this screen activity can affect our sleep because of the light. It really tells our body that it's still daytime, and it engages us in a way that doesn't allow our body to relax. So it's really best to avoid that kind of screen time for at least two hours before bed if we can. So try replacing it with something else if you can, like reading a book or a magazine or just even getting a blue light filter on your phone if you have to use your device later in the day or put that on your screen as well. There's different apps that you can get for a blue light filter. You maybe even want to turn your phone on airplane mode each night at a certain time to get in the habit of just shutting it down and not looking at it late in the day before bed. So something else that I do before bed is some easy yoga And actually a particular pose called putting your feet up the wall. And so this is a simple pose that's really a quick way for me to help reset my nervous system back to calm. And it really kicks in that parasympathetic nervous system, which is more of the relax and go to sleep kind of setting in our body. So this is key for sleep and relaxation for sure. And all you have to do is lie on your back, and get close to the wall as you slide your feet up so you'll be kind of in an L shape against the wall and just lay there quietly and pay attention to your breathing for a few minutes. You could do this for three to five minutes, even a little bit longer and another thing that you may actually include during this time is an essential oil to help stimulate relaxation even more. So if you're not familiar with essential oils yet this is a plant-based approach to health. It's really not new at all. It's been essential oils have been used for thousands of years in cultures around the world. And you're actually probably already experienced with essential oils and the fact that if you've sipped peppermint tea or smelled a rose or sliced open an orange, you didn't even realize it, but you were taking in the aroma of an essential oil from that plant. And you know, when we just breathe in the fresh outdoor air, we're consuming. The oxygen created from the plants, from the trees and the flowers around us, really essential oils are just simply another way of receiving the nourishing properties of plants. Now they're not oxygen or nutrients, but they are potent aromatic compounds that are extracted through distilling the plant material and then bottling up the aromatic compounds, which would be the essential oils. So I don't know about you, but I believe that the body can heal itself when we give it the right support. And the best part about essential oils is that you can choose the one that's right for you at any moment. And so some of the essential oils that are great for promoting relaxation include lavender, frankincense, neroli, and the doTERRA essential oil blends called Serenity or Balance. Balance. I love these, just depends on the day, on which one I kind of grab and gravitate towards. But I like to apply the essential oil to the back of my neck or put it on my chest. I also have a spray by my bed where I have mixed the essential oils with water and I can spray the pillows and bedding with the essential oil. And I will also usually add three to five drops of the essential oil to my diffuser. So if you're new to doTERRA oils and you want to give them a try, I just want to say I would love to send you a sample package, and you can actually get my Mind, Mood, and Sleep sample kit with a few oils to help with relaxation, mood, and sleep, and I'll make sure you know exactly how to use them and get all the information you need to get started if you're totally new. And you can get the link to that in the show notes, or just by simply texting SAMPLE to 724 302 Five three six six, And if you text SAMPLE to that number, I'll text you the link to check out the sample kits that you can choose from. So just text SAMPLE to 724-302-5366. 6, 6. So sleep is key to training healthier, not harder. But now let's go on to tip number two and idea number two that really could be blocking you from reaching that next level, which is training too hard. So if you asked yourself if you are overtraining or working out too hard or running your easy days too hard, what would you say? It's funny because I think we normally know when we are pushing ourselves too hard or we're doing too much, but we have this pressure to go ahead and do that anyway. And so I just want to remind you that it's okay. You need to make sure your recovery days are truly recovery. That if you have an easy run plan, that you don't need to feel guilty for having it be an easy run. You don't have to feel like you got your butt kicked every time at the end of a run. You can have energy at the end, and that's okay. So if the run is supposed to be easy, or if the workout is supposed to be an easier workout, make sure it feels that way. And honestly, you can just do this by tuning in to how it feels. Tune into your own perception of how hard you're exerting yourself. And it should feel like you could chat with a friend while you're working out or while you're on the run. And if you're not really that good at monitoring this yet, then you may want to train with a heart rate monitor and keep that within a range that would be a steady state zone for you um, that would allow you to not be beyond a point that you can hold a conversation. So the thing about overtraining is that it can leave us spinning our wheels when we are working towards something. So if you notice that you're not able to maintain a certain mileage or intensity or you're just not recovering from the things that you're doing, you're not able to do longer runs, you're not able to increase your weekly mileage, then it could mean that your training load is just too much, at least for right now. And one of the other things I'll say about this is that it's really important that we take into consideration all of the things that are going on in our life aside from the training that we're doing. So it's kind of like this analogy of looking at a stove and turning all four burners on high. Like we've got all these burners in our life, right? We have our, our physical um, workouts. We have maybe our relationships. We have our work, our passion, maybe a business. Um, and the fourth burner could be our emotional well-being, just our even our spiritual well-being, And if we are working at all of these like on a high level, if they're all have a lot of intensity to them right now and there's a lot going on in all of them, just picture them all being on high, then that's a lot of heat. That's a lot to take care of and to try to maintain. And so just think about that as you are. Thinking about turning up the dial on your training, or if it is turned up and you're not able to maintain that level, think about where else you have the dial turned up all the way on high in your life and how you can balance that out a little bit so that you don't reach that end stage of being completely burned out. Tip number three to training healthier and not harder is keep a training journal. So this kind of goes hand in hand with all of what we just talked about. When you are measuring your progress, that's key to seeing the success and the steps that you're taking. And it really helps to see what you've actually been doing, where you've been improving, where you've been staying the same, where things have been difficult to move the needle forward. And so I like to track just on a workout in general. Let's just talk about for a runner, for example. You would track the time and the distance on the workout. You would track your sleep quality, like what time you went to bed and what time you woke up, how much sleep you got. And I also use P-Tracker as an app to track my menstrual cycle, which really helps me to make adjustments and be adaptable to the normal ebbs and flows of my cycle. And then finally, my rating of the workout overall on a one to five scale. So my number one is that it was a rough experience. I had no business to be out there doing the workout. Number two is that most of the time I was wanting it to just be over. I wasn't really enjoying it that much, but I did finish it. Three was eh, it, not the best, not the worst. Four, I was feeling pretty strong and enjoyed the whole experience for the most part. And five, I was feeling strong, powerful, in the flow. It was a wild workout. So if you don't keep a training log, the thing is you won't know where you can adjust to improve. And there's also a good chance that you'll overlook certain elements if you don't track details, you know, like the fact that you've been feeling less recovered the day after a certain type of workout, you could actually see that pattern if you are able to look at it. So just remember, what you measure improves, and if you look at your time and your distance on each workout, your sleep quality and how many hours of sleep you're getting, You could use P-Tracker to track your menstrual cycle and be adaptable to the ebbs and flows and then rate your workout on a one to five scale. Feel free to use mine if you want. That's going to really set you up to be able to see what's going on and make changes where you need to. So to recap, training healthier, not harder, means that we're looking at our sleep. We're asking ourselves, am I overtraining? And we're asking ourselves about how we are tracking our progress and tracking our training. So, look at lack of sleep, overtraining, and not l- tracking your training. So, I just want to ask you which one resonates with you the most right now? I want you to take a minute and just think about that. Is it the area of sleep? Is it the fact of overtraining and needing to pay more attention to how you're feeling and adjusting? Or is it kind of going hand in hand with that, tracking everything so that you can actually see? where your adjustments need to be made so focus on whatever one really resonated with you and just choose one thing that we talked about to change this coming week just try it give it an experiment and then listen to your body and notice how it responds because as you know making one small change and making it a habit over time is what really makes the difference in the weeks and months to come Thank you so much for being on this adventure with me and listening to this episode on the wild wellness podcast. If you were inspired about something that I shared, please subscribe. And if you know someone who would love this, I'd be so absolutely grateful if you took a moment and shared it with them. You could take a screenshot and text it to them or share that screenshot on social media somewhere and let me know how it inspired you. And if you feel moved, please leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. And I want to know what you think and topics that you want to hear more about. That will help me so much on this adventure of inspiring women to live their dreams on and off the trail. By the way, everything mentioned in this episode can be found in the show notes. And that's at JennyHolbert.com forward slash two. Thank you so much for being here, you beautiful trailblazer. Until next time, remember, when wild women wake, mountains will move.